Whether you are a startup or an established entrepreneur, nothing communicates your company's message better than brilliant branding. With over 25 years in the business and over 250 companies named, expert Phil Davis and his team at Tungsten Branding will enlighten, brighten, and illuminate your mind so your brand will shine. Get ready to flip the switch and spark your imagination. Welcome to Brilliant Branding with hosts Phil Davis and Liz Heemstra. All right, all right, all right. Welcome, branding aficionados uh, here uh, stateside and worldwide. Welcome to our growing fan base, our global fan base of branding fanatics um, as we take you through a Ph.D., of branding over the next uh, total of 52 weeks. Wow. Wow. That's Liz. longer than a semester. I know. Think about that. I just want you to know that. Yeah. They're, you're, you they're don't even get summer break. I know. No I summer break. I don't appreciate But no Actually, pop quizzes. you know what? It's better this way. It is. It it's is. better this way. Instead of going for four years. Yeah. We're going to just jam your brain. Yeah. You're going to drink from a fire hydrant every week. So come Thursday for knowledge. Yeah. And hopefully we'll supply. We're going to start today's show by welcoming our newest and latest sponsor, Jeff Burnett from Triple Twenty. Let's hear some uh, of the gallery. <sighs> I told you we need a soundboard. We need a soundboard. I know we need a soundboard. I put Aaron on that. That has like clapping and cheering yeah, I know. and other things. So we'll just have to work on that. So just imaginary. <laughs> We're going to. So hey, Jeff Burnett and crew. He's from Triple Twenty. He has targeted sales solutions that will score you more revenue. So why shoot for the middle of the board when you can hit the Triple Twenty? And yes. really drive sales. He's a great guy, great client of ours, and uh, we're just thrilled to have him on board. This week, we're going to be talking about naming your startup. And uh, Liz and I live in this world. We get these calls. Probably, what would you say, 60% of our phone yeah. calls easily? Most likely, yeah. Yeah, mm-hmm. just startups. Um, and so I thought today I'd just kind of frame this by saying, what, what's the difference between naming a startup and just the normal naming or company naming process? And some of the, the differentiators, and some of you who are starting in business might identify with this, is that entrepreneurs are, are often uh, one to two, three people at most. It's just kind of just working, you know, out of, out of a basement, starting out of a garage, um, put, yeah. putting together something with two or three uh, buddies that were in upper management, and now you're all throwing together. So it's very entrepreneurial, typically in nature, for startups. Um, budget is usually a concern. Uh, I've in all my years of doing this, I only had one client that apologized for having three hundred thousand dollars. And after I picked myself off Sorry, the floor, only three hundred thousand. I said, I don't know how you're going to do it, but I think we can probably make it work. Um, <laughs> but most are very, you know, some to the point where they really don't have any funds at all. And so today's show, the beauty of today's show is we're going to give you the goods, right, Liz? We're going to always. This is how you do it. Yeah. So if you want a DIY, you can certainly do that. We're going to just empty our 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 minds of content so you can run with it, or uh, you can do other things, hire people. But we'll give you some options here. But usually, budget is a big concern. The business model itself with startups is usually in a state of flux. So it's a little bit of a moving target. The idea is still formulating the audience, you know, medical, for example. I'm not sure if we're going after hospital administrators or I don't know if if we're really going after the end customer or we're still trying to figure out, you know, who we're targeting, what products we're going to offer first in the pipeline. So it's in a state of flux. Time and resources are stretched. 
So entrepreneurs typically are doing their chief cook and bottle washer. So they're doing it all. And you hear that in the phone calls. Mm-hmm. I mean, they're just, this is one of 50 things that they're juggling. So they're a little bit stretched, which makes the decision making and the clarity a little bit more challenging because it's not like they can delegate it to a huge marketing department. And usually there's a, a degree of urgency when naming a startup. Usually uh, we get approached because somebody thought the name would just fall into place, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. They're ready to go to business and the name is just going to pop up and mm-hmm. it doesn't. And what do they have coming? Let's name them, Liz. What's coming up for the entrepreneur and why are they calling us? What's what's on their agenda? Um, rollout. The rollout, trade show, some kind of meeting, a big client. Yeah, usually, actually, yeah. I feel like most of the time it's a big client and they want to... they got to be legitimate. Know, yeah, they got to be really legitimate because... A lot of times if they're, you know, it's a one man show and it's, you know, their name. They've got to present <laughs> yes. or a one woman show or a one woman show. Equal opportunity here. Yes. I don't discriminate. Yes. Here we go. So what, whatever it is, there's this need for kind of instant credibility, uh, ability to present. So there might be a huge, we've had clients that had, you know, several hundred thousand dollar contracts on the line. Yeah. And part of the vetting process and in terms of branding is, do you look the part? It's kind of one of the tick boxes that you hit. Yeah. You know, I'm ready to go with you. You seem experienced. You've had years in upper management for a big corporation. Uh, You know, the sniff test, the smell test. But then, how come you don't have a website? What's your name and your new co? Right. You know, you you saw suddenly you look like you're scrambling. Well, that was recently with uh, Chris. Yes. He came to us and he had lost um, a client that because basically they said, you just don't seem big enough. Yeah, the name sounded. It was he was using his last name, yes. and it was his last name and associates. Yeah. And so he was struggling to sound like you know he's he's the real deal. And yeah. So those are the the common pain points. Um, I sometimes call when when it comes to naming a startup, I call it the uh, pulling the the tooth kind of syndrome. We are the ones. We're like the dentists of branding. We're the ones that get the late night call and go, I've got this throbbing toothache it's called a name and i've got to do something with it and and it's not usually always forethought or thought of it's sort of an afterthought it's not you know the front of of what they're doing so all of a sudden we get out the pliers and we just yank it out right Mm -hmm. no we don't Mm -hmm. we're real cool about it no it's it's a wonderful experience we give them laughing gas they're good lots of novocaine lots of it so the reason why that's an issue sometimes on budget is typical cost. A lot of people come to us and uh, there's a lot of hocus pocus and branding, but we're pretty transparent. And when we explain the process, most naming firms, if you hire them, they'll run anywhere. Bottom line, 10 grand on the, on the low side, up to 50 for most startups, uh, mid range, some small company rebranding, other things like that. Not so much the 50, but especially the 10 to 20, you could probably get it done. And a lot of times that's a budget buster. Yeah. You know, like, ouch. Uh, didn't realize. Didn't realize. That much. I spent so, I overspent on everything else, mm-hmm. you know, um, starting the business up, uh, bricks and mortar stuff, web, everything, that they're a little bit strapped. So that's a little bit of a shocker. And um, sometimes it's more than that, but that's usually when you have committees involved, bigger companies. Not so much the startups. Not the startups. We're not talking about these groups that need consensus management, trademark research, linguistic evaluation, and all those things that drive it through the roof. We're talking to you today, the emerging, aspiring, yes, full of vinegar entrepreneur. Mm-hmm. Okay, so some projects do go high. We're not talking about those today. That's a whole different kind of delineated process. 
So for today's purposes, we're going to talk to you, the solopreneur, or you and a couple of people, and we're going to give you kind of a list of things to do to create a great startup brand name. Number one is to know your objectives and criteria. And the difference is objectives are just what are you setting out to do in general. And a lot of times when we reach people at this kind of cathartic point where they're naming, it's already devolved, hasn't it, Liz? Yeah. I mean, they're like, where, where are you at in the process right now? Well, I had this idea. You could tell it's a broken play. Right. Well, well, give us the names that you're dealing with. Well, this one, because it's got two of my kids' names combined with my birth date. And it's like they're picking lottery numbers or something. Yeah, right. You know, and you think, wow, this is just really lost all structure. A successful naming project has structure to it. You set it out and you 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 give it parameters and mm-hmm. goals. Yeah. So number one, you've got to start with with the objectives. Um, otherwise, it just goes into the initials of the founders, uh, a Greek god of uh, business success. Uh, we had one client, and his name was based on a mountain that he randomly flew over, and the mountain was Miter Peak. Here's where it gets so crazy. You live long enough, you hear everything. Mm-hmm. I said Miter Peak, like M I D E R M I T E R. He goes, no, M I T R E. Miter, like a miter box, which is what you cut wood on at an angle. Oh. Right. So right. a miter box, and it was miter peak. And I says, why is it? He goes, because I'm a pilot. And I said, well, how does that relate to your business? Well, it isn't, but it was just a passion of mine. So right. there's a connection, but it's so, th- it would, so it requires a whole introduction to your hobbies and then a misspell yeah, and your of a story. Oh, and wow, everything. Wow, wow, wow. And- you Those can't are, say all that in the elevator. No, that's... <laughs> that's somebody being pressing the button. That's, get me off get the floor. Of Thank God. You're hoping you're not in a 100-story building. Yeah, exactly. Now, let me just tell you, I'm a pilot, but not just any pilot. <laughs> I fly in mountainous areas oh, over God. names. Over get me out of here. Mountains that are misspelled. <laughs> How does that relate to my business? Let me explain. So those are ouch. You know, broken place. You don't want to do that. So here's some good name and objective. You got a pen and paper, part of your PhD. I'm sure you have a book, a a little notebook of tungsten information, brilliant ideas. So here's some naming objectives. One, what do I want this company name to accomplish? That sounds super obvious, but we get lost in the weeds. And all of a sudden, something that's really a fifth or sixth or seventh priority kind of works its way up to number one. Mm -hmm. You get lost and hear people saying, well, I'm just looking for something that starts with an A. Mm -hmm. Well, we don't have the yellow pages so much anymore, and Mm -hmm. that's not a really important one anymore. Or it needs to be short, but there's no reason. Yeah. You know, so that you don't want the wrong driver. What is it that you want this name to accomplish? And we'll get into uh, the typical answers and why you might want to rethink that. And do I want the name? This is very important. Do I want the name to stand out or sound like it belongs in my industry? I've asked that question to clients and they say, which one's the right answer? (laughs) (laughs) And I go, there is no right answer. Believe it or not, sometimes it's great to blend in um, and not stand out. And that would be our financial clients, right? Right. I mean, they don't want to sound like whiz bang financial. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, So they want to sound credible, reliable. So their naming strategy as a startup, it's going to be different than a web-based company. Mm-hmm. You know? Right. So, you know, you know, the Kazinga, woo-woo kind of names are on one extreme and then the, you know, the kind Kazinga. of like this <laughs> solid rock financial yes. is kind of on the other. So just ask yourself, are, what am I, is my goal 
you know, what is the purpose of my name? What do I want it to communicate? Do I want to sound like I belong so you can easily locate it and it sounds like it belongs in my industry? The credibility to have a huge client mm-hmm. and they need to believe that I belong. Or am I trying to do something that's first in category? I want it to be disruptive. Mm-hmm. I want it to create it. So answer some of these overarching questions. Where will the company be three to five years? I know it's early to think about that. But you want to be thinking about three to five years because you can get so forced for the trees that this first product launch becomes so paramount that the name ends up revolving around your initial product offering. So where will this be in three to five years? As much as you can tell, and it's evolving. But will that name or the names that you're playing with, will it still fit? Mm-hmm. These are the general objectives. And will the name need to accommodate additional products and services? Really think about that. It's the classic Radio Shack mistake, you know? Yeah. They probably should have called it Radio and Transistors Shack. (laughs) No. Transistors. Yeah, they sold a lot of transistors back in the day. So, I mean, no, I'm just saying. You know, like Midas, they just kept adding things. Radios, transistors, diodes, you know. I feel like this is really embarrassing. I don't know what's a transistor. All right. All right. <laughs> and I just want to say here at Tungsten Branding, we have every generation involved <laughs> so that we cover the full spectrum of your branding needs. I feel like I do. Is it, I've why got do my I feel like that's covered. part of a car? Yeah. No. Well, we'll talk later. Okay. <laughs> all right. Did all of you like me suddenly feel old? Just let me know. And most importantly, besides transistors, (laughs) if your name could communicate only one thing and it's not radios, what would it be? What would be the one thing be? And we're going to drill down on why that's really important because sometimes the knee-jerk reaction is you want it to reflect what you're doing and not what you're being, what you're doing. Um, So we want to make sure that your name is thought out and it's timeless and we don't have a, a, a date stamp on it. Knowing these type of answers will, will, will keep you from creating short-term naming solutions. They get you out of the immediate jam. People get to know what you are right away, but you have long-term problems. You don't want to create niche names that you quickly outgrow like CompUSA or Carphone World. You know? Carphones. I do know what that is. <laughs> yes. Now we're entering your genre. Exactly. Yes. 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 You're entering the periphery. Okay. So if you need a millennial name... We've got you covered. Car phones. Car, car phone world. Um, yeah, and you see that technology. Think about it, Liz. Let's just look how fast things have changed in the last 10 or 20 years. So if you built identities around so many things, even like car phone went from, what would it went from mobile phone, car phone to mobile phone to cell phone. Yeah. So even though we still have the same devices, even the languaging changes. So the more you anchor to things, uh, the more problematic it is. Next, you want to look at your naming criteria. Naming criteria is like, okay, here's our objective. This is what we really want the name. This is what the name has to do, what you, the name, what you want the name to do and what it has to do. And it has to pass trademark. There's some things that it just has to do. And here's some suggestions. You can write these down that we typically encourage people. And, and you prioritize these afterwards. What's most important? Is the name easy to read and to say and to spell? Is it engaging? Does it create interest? Does it provide a backstory or a platform? And does it allow you to build your brand message besides just this really interesting name, but there's nothing to say afterwards? Um, does the name have a matching.com available for e-commerce-based webby companies? Sometimes that exact match is 
is extremely important. Other companies, not so much. Is the name available? Of course, from a trademark perspective. Right. You know, that's that's a that's a bust, right? And does the name segue into a deeper conversation? A lot of times people will say, I really like this name, but work on it. What would you say next? You say the name, it sounds good, it's believable, but does it allow you to segue into something deeper about your company? And does the name communicate your primary core value proposition? Is there a sense, either through an attribute, the way you do it or how you do it, um, does it does it communicate the essence of why you do what you do? You know, we're into naming, we're into naming, but we're into naming to provide clarity. Yeah. So we we've always chosen a naming that would point to our clarity, not our naming skills. So we don't promote ourselves as linguists, but as clarity experts. Um, so the the next step is once you've kind of identified both your objectives and your criteria, uh, and this is an easy one to cover before we go to break, is decide. Who's going to name your company? Three things. You can do it yourself, you can crowdsource, or you can hire a naming company. So we're going to get back and touch on that a little bit right on the other side of the break. We'll be right back. We want to thank again Jeff Burnett from Triple 20. Make sure to follow us on Facebook.com forward slash Tungsten Branding, and we'll talk to you in just a moment. Think you've seen everything there is to see in online television? Let us surprise you. Visit voiceamerica.tv today for sports, health, business, and more on demand 24-7. Your brand is your story. And getting your story straight is the most critical and challenging component of your brand identity. That's where we come in. We're Tungsten, and we're naturally wired for brilliance. We'll help create, clarify, and communicate your brand message in ways that will make you shine. Whether you're a startup, entrepreneur, consultant, or an established business, we'll use our tools and talents to build and brighten your company identity. Why struggle with domain searches, trademark issues, and endless brainstorming when the Tungsten team can create a clear and compelling brand name that strengthens your image? Having named over 250 regional, national, and international companies, products, and services, Tungsten has a trusted track record for successful brand creation and implementation. Our proven process will focus your brand and put you center stage. Visit us at tungstenbranding.com for your free quote. That's tungstenbranding.com. Tune in to the Voice America Variety Channel on the Voice America Talk Radio Network. Voice America Variety broadcasts a diverse array of topics reaching a global community. Our experts come from all walks of life, and the topics they discuss are everything from current events, arts and entertainment, leadership, parenting, relationships, self-improvement, career advice, and a variety of other topics. Check us out today. You're sure to find something of interest. Voice America Variety. Talk on today's hot topics. When it comes to business, you'll find the experts here. Voice America Business Network. are listening to Brilliant Branding. To reach our show today, please call 1-866-472-5790. That's 1-866-472-5790. Or send an email to info at tungstenbranding.com. Now, back to this week's program. 
All right, welcome back, branding fans. So we're talking about how to name your startup, and um, I'm sure you're riveted at this point. You've gone through your naming objectives. What do you really want this company to accomplish? What do you want the name to do for you? Um, do you want it to just literally describe what you do? And that's just like, oh, I get it. You own a restaurant. Or do you want it to do more than that? Do you want it to communicate the how of what you do, what it is that you do different and unique? So you've outlined your naming objectives, what I want to accomplish. Um, you've decided whether you want the name to stand out, you know, and get your freak on, you know, have everybody going like, what? <laughs> Who's this? You know, kabash, you know. But, you know, if you come out with a name that stands out, if it stands out, you've got to deliver, right? You yeah. can't create, <laughs> yeah. you know, if you're kabash, then you, you better got, you kabash. Got, yeah, you better be and live, better, live and breathe you better, you better wear an orange jumpsuit and, you know, have your Jump hair. on trampolines yeah. and, and just, yeah. Beach balls everywhere. Coconut and, water yeah. in the office. Exactly. And, but if you're not, then you can create one that fits in. It just sounds, oh, man, that sounds super believable. I... I tick that box. I believe that you're in the industry you're in, and it sounds very, let's talk business. So it's there's not a right or wrong in this. It's fit to concept. We talk about that a lot. Mm-hmm. Naming really comes down to fit to concept. There isn't like a standard branding process that everyone does, and there's one way to name it. It's really about customizing it. So you've got your naming objectives, and now you've also listed, what is the criteria? This is the, I have to have this. It's got to be available as a trademark. It does or it doesn't have to have the exact matching.com. Um, so go through that list of things that are just kind of deal killers. So you got your want list and you got the kill list. Like I could want it, I could love it, but it, but if there's problems with trademark and silver, we've had a lot of awesome names that died at the trademark level. Yes, absolutely. We have like little miniature funerals when our baby little little perfect brand names get get the thumbs down. Yep. Yeah, it's a heartache, but we all go through it. (laughs) So now who's going to help you decide? A couple, three options. Um, Do it yourself, crowdsource it, or hire a naming company. Today's show, we're really talking about how the entrepreneur can do it. Usually hiring a naming company is is a little prohibitive um, unless the brand itself is really important to you. And if you're listening today, of course it is. Yes. Um, but if you can't and you need to bootstrap it, we're going to give you the tools today. We're not going to withhold no. our knowledge. No. We're going to give you the tools to do it yourself. Crowdsourcing, the other one, I'm not a big fan of that. When I've seen people go, well, I went ahead and I I, I Googled crowdsource names. Uh, I think CrowdSpring, I think, is one of them. Frozen Lemons. There's a few out there. And they'll just throw lots of names at you. And come up with a lot of crowd generate, but they don't know your brand criteria mm-hmm. and your objectives. So right. they're just, it's like hiring a graphic artist to do a logo, but you don't really tell them what your company's about. Yeah. So you get like cool logos. Yeah. But, you know. Right. What is it? What you is this get logo? cool words and cool names that come back. Well, that's a cool word, but what's the story and where does right. it lead that doesn't, to? You know, that doesn't help me. Yeah. <laughs> that doesn't really represent me or my company. Yeah. So it's kind of like, you know, you kind of stick on this patch mm-hmm. and it just falls off. Right. Because it's just this name that, that doesn't go anywhere. Okay. So the benefit of doing it yourself is you will save money. Right. And um, everybody likes to save money. So you could do that. But think of it like a house. You know, you're going to be your own subcontractor. You're going to hire your own plumber and everything. You're going to um, the disadvantage, of course, is the lost time 
and the potential pitfalls of creating a name that has issues with it, trademark domain availability. We'll talk a little bit how you can work around that. If you do it internally, make sure that you have a short list of decision makers. Don't do things by committee. We, we, talk, we just talked this morning about a quote that we put out. And they had 20 people. That they 20 to involved. 30. 20 to 30. On their wow. team. Remember, a a camel is a horse that was made by a committee. <laughs> I love to say that. So gather widely, decide narrowly. Tell your people that if you, for whatever reason, we're talking to two to three decision makers today. But if you're in a bigger group situation, mm-hmm. invite input. Don't ever make people feel excluded. Um, we have a, a brand development form. We say uh, distribute it to everybody and right. gather it. But tell people we value your time. We don't mm-hmm. want to drag you to every meeting, make mm-hmm. it look like you're working for them. We're not going to make you sit through this arduous process. So you're out, off the hook. Give us your thought. Most people are happy. Mm-hmm. Like, I'll give you my thoughts. Don't make me go to every meeting. Right. But certainly don't make it like a democratic process because you'll get the lowest common denominator, the least offensive, most dumbed down, least objectionable name. Mm-hmm. And those are very often uninspired. Okay, so if you outsource the project, if you go to a naming firm, you usually want to talk to a couple, three firms, um, or you could just you know hire us, the smart thing. <laughs> right. But <laughs> I'll put it out there. Okay, uh, so we want to, we definitely want to do that. And so now we're going to move into our second segment, which means we've got to put this thing on steroids. Okay, so actually naming it. This is where we get down into, into kind of the, the very uh, nuts and bolts of some naming. A couple exercises you could do. And I think this will help clarify people's thoughts. They're so uh, burdened with this thought of, I don't think people will get what we do. So let's just start. Put a line down the middle of a page. And on one side, just put your what. What do you do? You know, for us, we do company naming. We do branding. We do logo design. We do identity we do brand positioning just write down the what what do you do what 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 and then the other side put down the how how do you do it well we like to say we do it clearly in a bright way Mm -hmm. with insight clarity with brilliance illumination so our keywords around that the how of how we do it involves a lot of the words in the kind of the light lexicon Yes. So, Liz, you you live it. Yeah. You live it. We show it. We demonstrate it. <laughs> yes, exactly. So, we, you know, if we were a different kind of naming company, we'd talk about our linguists and our language and our mm-hmm. PhDs that we hire and yeah, right. all that kind of thing. We talk more about clarity. So write down all the things that you do in one column and how you do them in the other column. And then prioritize them. What What is it that's most important? What do you primarily do? And what is the most important? Is it innovation that drives you? Is it just... You're just absolutely committed to customer service. You know, you'll you'll go to the nth degree to make sure they're happy. Is it your quality? I'm not even going to ship the product. I'll disappoint the customer before I send a bad product. So make those what we call Sophie's Choice questions. You know, mm-hmm. if it came down to one thing, what's most important to your organization? Here's another little assignment, little tungsten test. Fill in this blank. Our main goal is to do or provide or offer or specialize in blank. That's your what. Our main goal is to blank by doing, serving, or providing what, the how. And I'll give you an example for us. For Tungsten Branding, we might say we strive to create clear, compelling company brand identities. That's what we do. By offering insight and clarity 
into the naming process. That's our differentiator. That's our how. So insight and clarity and naming and branding. Mm-hmm. So we used a metaphor for our name, tungsten, the wire and the light bulb. So from this entire list of ingredients, choose the top three to five that you most want to communicate in your company name. And maybe you are just hell-bent on having the actual product in there. You want to CarMax this thing, you know, because you think, okay, but I think it's always going to be about cars, you know. Mm-hmm. If it's if you really think three to five years out and that's it, you're not going to expand and you've got to have it in there, It's I'm not saying that that's a, a, a deal breaker, but usually people will say, let's really think about these things and what's going to drive us are these this need for innovation or this need to create efficiencies or automation. Maybe yeah. somebody's big in automation. Create an inventory list of these words for your new startup based on this core group. So you've got these three to five words. Now what I want you to do, and this is where we need to be Facebook Live so I could show you, but just <laughs> imagine in the theater of the mind. Yeah. A 10 by 10 grid. So, and I used to have job jackets and I would put the grid on there. Just make the lines. You could just write this on, on a job jacket. Hash marks up and down. Yeah. Back and forth. You've now got 100 blocks available to you. And start dropping words in. You've got these three to five main ideas that you're doing. Find synonyms for those words, other ways to say them, and start writing the words in. So if your central theme or what we call your pivot point, the thing around which everything you do revolves, let's say, for example, is speed. It's just you're just super fast at what you do or delivery. You can make a list of words. So I've got my little 10 by 10 grid and I start jotting down words or metaphors. I could put words like speed, quick, instant, dash, fast, flash, pronto, presto, jiffy, Zoom, zap, snap. And as you, the more you get into this, the more you go, oh, here's another one. And we look for one-off words, don't we? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Those are often the winners, aren't they? Just Right. Well, we can, everyone's already thought of the. The obvious ones. Yes. You know, mm-hmm. so fast isn't fast. Maybe it's, you know, it's, it's uh, you know, Zoom or Pronto or Presto or. Right. It, so it's just, it's just maybe not the most obvious one, but it communicates it. You can also use metaphors for speed. We're just giving you an example. Your your business is really around, you know, quick turnaround. You could use metaphors such as jet, rocket, comet, lightning. I feel like I'm doing Santa's reindeer. Donner and Dasher and Blitzen. Blitzen. Blitz, Blitz. Blitzen. Blitz. Hey, I didn't even a, have that, Blitz. That's a good one okay, right let's there. Bla- I'm going to brand something right now. B-L-I-T-Z. Blitz. Blitz. See, and this is brainstorming in action. It so is. This is. See, look, you feed the mind and it comes out. Lightning, yes. bolt, ra- and then animals, rabbit, gazelle, cheetah, falcon, eagle. Yeah. So now you've got these great metaphors. It lines up with the, the main thing you do. You could do that for innovation. You could do that for clarity. You could do that for any number of things. And it always ties back to your original objective. Mm-hmm. That's what keeps this the integrity of this process is that it always mirrors back to you where you started. Now, what are you going to mix in with these ingredients? So this is the protein of your company naming, right? Got to put some starches in here. Mm-hmm. So the starches are your tofu words. You've got to combine it with something else. So you can either put in what we call tofu words. They're kind of just filler words that absorb the flavor, like tofu, of whatever's next to it. Um, and they're words like point, mark, line, square, 
Block, Works, Ever. So you'll see these in some company names. It's it's their core thing with the word line, like Priceline, you know. Um, so you'll see these. These tofu words take on the flavor of the word next to them and open up new possibilities and create unique combinations. So tofu brands, Priceline, Vision Works, Safeway, Cinemark. Mm-hmm. So you could tell that they've got a can of what they do. Yep. Yeah, like cinema, but it's Cinemark. Yep. Cinemark, mm-hmm. making their mark, the standard in cinema. <laughs> Better than films are us. So other ways you could do that is you could fill it with not just tofu words, but what we call positive connotation or evergreen words. And these are words that just are always positive. Um, a great example is GM's product OnStar. On is always better than off, unless you're a bug spray. Truth. Right. right. Truth, yeah. Uh, Bright House. There's a, used to be a cable company. Now there's a financial company. It took the name Bright House. It's yep. Bright. It's brilliant. And the house, it's your household. And mm-hmm. uh, True Green. And then DreamWorks. Yeah. I mean, positive connotations. You know, we're dreaming up the works. Yep. So you create these, and they make for really great brand names. Or you could do, uh, dial it back, and again, if you're afraid, well, no one's going to kind of get me, you know. No one gets me, Liz. Yeah. (laughs) Um, You could do a a descriptive hybrid mashup. And those would be, you take some of these words, if you really believe that you're going to be in cars, you know, you're always going to fly a jet, then you're jet blue. So here's jet with kind of an evocative word, jet Mm -hmm. blue. Blue skies. Blue skies. You're going to be most jets you hope stay in the air. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Yeah. If you want to remind them, we will be up in the air, hopefully. Not in the blue water. In Not the in the blue sky. water, in the blue sky. <laughs> Let's be clear. Car Max, kind of a position saying, you know, we're, we own the industry. Uh, famous footwear. So they're telling you it's probably brand names. It's famous. Mm-hmm. So these are descriptive mashups. It's footwear, but it's famous footwear. It's uh, cars, but we have the maximum amount. Yeah. Um, it's jets, but sky's the limit. And yep. then some more recent ones, Snapchat. Right. And Liz, that definitely was in your generation. I just don't know what that is. <laughs> you don't know. <laughs> and the Instagrams. Yes. Right? In- Instagrams. The yes. Instagrams. That's when you get. Grams in an instant. Yes. That's Grams gram- of what? I don't know. Graham crackers <laughs> delivered by Amazon overnight. Instagrams. <laughs> Or key Let's attributes. Pitch that, yeah, well, I think we should. I yeah. think that's where they should go with that next. Amazon, if you're listening, <laughs> we just trademarked that. Or you could do, you know, your key attributes. So if you're really always going to be about speed, remember we went back to speed or economy yeah. or value. Listen to yeah. names that are out there like that. Quick books. Yeah. Priceline, Econo Lodge, and Save More. Other naming strategies we're going to throw out there, and we're not going to delve too deeply in them today, is you know just take some of these root words and 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 twist them up by adding an ending to them. So you've got like travelocity. Um, so there's a way besides just combining two words, mm-hmm. you can take one word and kind of morph it. We named a one company Clarisent. Mm-hmm. Uh, see more, know more, do more, and they were in uh, enterprise resource planning (ERP). Um, some of you. Techno nerds will know what that is, ERP. We get a lot of ERP clients, enterprise resource planning, clarissant. So take a root word and invent it. Yeah. Or you could do a strategic position. You know, CarMax is kind of like that and Burger King. 
So by collecting both literal and attribute words into this one grid, you can hone in on names, word parts that capture the essence of your brand, and you can see new possibilities. You look at this grid and you can mash them up. We did one for um, our blog post today, and it's a fictitious healthcare company. So you look at this list and you put them together and say, Nurture Life and MedPath and uh, Health Plus and uh, Vital Well or Well Flow. So Uh you'll see all these combinations just kind of floating out in front of you. All right, so that's a really cool thing to do. So we're going to go back to a break here in a minute, but I want to make sure to encourage you to reach out to us on Facebook, at Facebook forward slash Tungsten Branding, and on Twitter at TungstenBranding.com. Or I'm sorry. Twitter is at Tungsten Brand. At Tungsten Brand. <laughs> that would be hard to find it at Tungsten Brand. At Tungsten Brand. And the same for the Instagrams. Yeah, the Instagrams is also at Tungsten, Tungsten Brand. Brand. And uh, we'll be flipping on the back side of this, and we're going to get into some actual tools and little internet toys that you can do to find domain names and other fun stuff. So we look forward to seeing you here in just a few moments. Follow us on Twitter at VoiceAmericaTRN. Get the lowdown on guests, new shows, and your favorites. That's VoiceAmericaTRN. Your brand is your story, and getting your story straight is the most critical and challenging component of your brand identity. That's where we come in. We're Tungsten, and we're naturally wired for brilliance. We'll help create, clarify, and communicate your brand message in ways that will make you shine. Whether you're a startup, entrepreneur, consultant, or an established business, we'll use our tools and talents to build and brighten your company identity. Why struggle with domain searches, trademark issues, and endless brainstorming when the Tungsten team can create a clear and compelling brand name that strengthens your image? Having named over 250 regional, national, and international companies, products, and services, Tungsten has a trusted track record for successful brand creation and implementation. Our proven process will focus your brand and put you center stage. Visit us at tungstenbranding.com for your free quote. That's tungstenbranding.com. When it comes to business, you'll find the experts here. Voice America Business Network. You are listening to Brilliant Branding. To reach our show today, please call 1-866-472-5790. That's 1-866-472-5790. Or send an email to info at tungstenbranding.com. Now, back to this week's program. All right, we're back. And now it's time for the super fun stuff. Right, Liz? Yes. This is where we dive in and we open up our chest the first two segments are always very boring. Well, yeah, relatively speaking. <laughs> I'm just saying you said ready for the fun stuff. Yeah, well, so, but it's, it's so just that like a meal. You would have dessert. I exa- no, exactly. I was going to okay. say you got to wait around. Yeah, you got to keep listening. We can't just give you the fun. You've been stuff chewing the- protein. Just oh, you're going. Give me something. I can't Adkins this thing. <laughs> I just get to the point. I need a company name. I have a trade show in two weeks. So. Calm yourself, Iago. We are about to give you the tools. 
So you've done all these things. You know why you're co- naming the company. You, you get the general thing. Why you're naming your startup. Yeah, your startup. Mm-hmm. So you're not naming it because you're trying to involve your kids' names in it. You've, you're not doing that silly stuff. You're not creating an acronym. Cliche names. Yes, cliche names. You didn't call it, you know, Summit. Summit, <laughs> Summit Construction. The one we hear all the time. Always. Well, some people will say, how did you know I was thinking of that name? Because everybody Everyone. thinks of that name. Yeah. I'm the best. I'll call it Summit. <laughs> My second thought was Apex yep, um, or Paradigm or all of these kind of undifferentiated aspirational one-word names that anybody that opens a dictionary can find. Mm-hmm. You, We're going to teach you here how to look, just like we do with our grid. Mixing and matching creates some really cool names. Our client Early Moments was a great example. Mm-hmm. By calling them Early Moments and focusing on the parent-child bonding experience instead of just selling books right Mm -hmm. um we found a name and earlymoments.com was available and sharing the gift we talked about one-off words right so it's just you know you look up reading and everything's taken you look up all these things but the word early who would think of early moments it's just but yet it fit the brand and Mm -hmm. we'll talk about why fit to concept is so important so great hope there's names out there lots of them we've found some in the last couple of years that weren't deleted domain names they were never thought of and they were strong names but no one was looking for that precise angle except our clients were yeah so amazingly enough there are names out there all right tools toys and fun stuff some places to look now that you've got this great idea of what your company is all about. You know what your overarching uh, mission statement is and what it is you're trying to convey. You've got that first and foremost. You know your criteria. And you've done this chart. Now you've come up with all kinds of cool names. So on our, our little practice one we did, we threw together all kinds of stuff. You can go to our blog post today and look at that grid or just create one for yourself. It's got Words in it like cross, kind of the red crossy kind of thing, and first, and well, and flow, and way, and heart, and care, and pure, and spring. So we've mixed positive connotation names. It's a little salad. It's like a naming salad. Little croutons in there. And you mix and match those, and you'll come up with some that are really good. You put tofu words in there, line, mark. and Or you can, you can do this descriptive ones. You can base it on your attributes. Sir, speedy. You can really focus in on that and combine them and come up with some great names. Now you're thinking, what else? I'm still, I still don't have anything, Phil. Help me out here. I'm going to send you to a site. Uh, and I believe it's Margot still owns this, but um, she started out years ago when I did and created a site called Brand Bucket. So if Good you're, name. yeah, Brand Bucket, alliterative, mm-hmm. nice, nice there. So uh, that's a great site for you know probably what two, three, four thousand dollars is the investment in just the domain. But you might get ideas, like you can search it by category. Yeah. And that would be good if you decide, I don't want these two-word combos, I want something that's more invented, which is a little more trendy right now. These kind of invented, careful, there's a lot of misspelly kind of stuff in there. In, in, or just in, a mishmash of mishmash. letters that sort of doesn't, it's invented, but it doesn't really mean much. Yeah. Or no, you can't really take any meaning out of them. You Sometimes. Can't. Yeah. So they. And yeah, that's why to say be careful. Be, be careful because remember, it's not just the name. You are setting this up. It needs to have a rationale behind it. It needs to point somewhere. It needs to lead to a deeper discussion. Go back and say, okay, there's a couple names in here that might work, but does it meet your branding objectives 
and your brand criteria. Is it easy to see, say, and spell? Is it lead to a deeper discussion? All the things that we talk about. But that's just one source. I like sometimes I'll take a, a, a I'll meander through brand bucket. Yeah, that's um, good. <laughs> yeah. Meander. Yeah, and remember for prefixes and suffixes prefixes, on there as well. Suffixes, ideas, or you might just land on one. Mm-hmm. A couple three thousand dollars. I don't think that'll break the bank. Um, if you have less than that, probably shouldn't be starting a new That's business. That's what I was thinking. Yes. Yeah. So don't be undercapitalized like most people are. Another one. This is a freebie. Yes, free lunch. Yeah. Here, courtesy of Tungsten Branding. Free lunch. This is a free lunch website link. I'm not going to make you download There's our no ebook. There's no such thing as a free lunch. There, you're getting one here, a virtual free lunch. Go to Lean Domain Search. And what I like about that site is uh, the owner or the creator of that website just put in basically almost an entire dictionary, but filtered it to be, you know, kind of what we talked about. Yeah. Popular positive connotation words. There's a little setting on the side and you can put your main words. So if you really think, but you really want to communicate. Let's take our medical uh, mishmash list here. Heart. You know, it's this this program has heart. Yeah. So maybe it's a kids, re, you know, kids relief nonprofit organization that flies kids in and out in mm-hmm. distress situations or something. And you feel like that's a really pivotal just, word. Yeah. Uh, we have heart. It helps kids with cardio issues or whatever. Mm-hmm. I think that's central. You could go to Lean Domain Search, put in heart. It'll pull up the best suggestions right to the top, but there'll be hundreds of them, mm-hmm. yeah. and they're, they're usually available. Um, and then if you don't notice to the side, you can click, and you can make heart the first word, and it'll do yeah. the search, and you can click, or you can make it the ending word. Yeah, and it basically pulls a bunch of um, other words that are very ma- popular and matches it with heart, so right. it could be Heartway or whatever, so, has, and whatever ones are available. So. And then, yeah, and once in a while you scroll down. Usually after the first page or two, they're not too good. Yeah. But it's like Google. It's like Google. First page results. <laughs> if it doesn't come up on the first page. Page seven, not so good. Yeah, yeah. Not so good. Even the second page, I mean. <laughs> and then you could just trade out the words. So maybe another, remember I said have three to five really central kind of concepts or ideas. Yeah. So maybe heart, you'd try the word pulse. Yeah, you know, absolutely. So now that there's blank pulse. So you've got this grid. It's got 100 words in it. Here's a way to open it up to 3,000 words by going to Lean Domain Search. Um, that's a freebie for him, too. So we're just sharing the love here. We don't get any anything from these people. Narrow down your choices then after you've done all this. So you've got your grid. You've done your work. You've come up with five of them that you think are so cool. Um, so Liz, let's create one right now. We're going to go with, uh, let's pick two here. Let's just go with, um, bright care. That's good. Bright care, bright care and associates, bright care industries, bright care, medical, bright care. That's our medical branch. Here. That's our new medical <laughs> branch. That's your new, that's your new health insurance. It's program. my new health insurance program. That's your super affordable care. Yes, exactly. Yes. Um, <laughs> <laughs> that has a super affordable care, not just the affordable. website has a number to the emergency room. <laughs> so there's bright care, there's nurture life. We could just go on and on. You so you come up with three or four or five of these. You're really jonesing on them. You're thinking they're cool. You went to Brand Bucket. You got an idea. You went to Lean Domain Search. Now what do you do? Well, go back to your objectives and your name criteria. And I'm throwing a few together. Let's say this is the list that you and I decided on yeah. with a client. Right. We'll say okay, here's these five six names. Is it short? 
Eh, we can rule this one out. Yeah. This is really cool, but it's blank, blank, blank authority. Mm-hmm. It's just a little, little yeah. mm, unwilling. Yeah, kind of a mouthful. Is it unique? Well, this one's cool, but it sounds like 50 other sound-alike ones. Right, and, and in the same industry. Same industry. Or maybe it's a, you know, it's a bit of a metaphor, but people in other industries have used the same metaphor. Yeah, so and there's, they're over, you know. Yeah, or kind of over, they kind of over overmark you yes yes exactly they're more famous yeah and you get kind of overbranded you're lost in their shadow Mm -hmm. we've had clients say hey in our city you would never know this but that's a great name in our industry but there's a bank next door nothing to do with us but everyone's going to think of that bank yep yeah okay is it easy to say is it easy to spell uh is it easy to remember these are i'm just giving you examples these might not be your criteria whatever you decided keep pinging this against your criteria does it highlight that key pivot point, that key differentiator about you for us? You know, does does tungsten highlight our ability to deliver clarity? Yeah. Um, and you would say, well, that does, but this other one doesn't. Um, does it segue easily into a deeper conversation? I think that should be a, almost everybody's list. Does it allow you to get off the name, beyond the name? The goal of the name is to actually get beyond it. Yeah. Right. You know, let's let's stop talking about us and talk about you and how we can serve you, mm-hmm. and not set up camp and talk about Latin meaning of it and so forth and so on. Then run a search on the USPTO.gov. USPTO.gov. See if there's a match in the tests. Go yeah. to tests. It's called tests. It's their T-E-S-S. big search engine. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Good it's old tests. Easy. It's pretty easy to use. Yeah. You might have to fumble around in there, but yeah. just follow it. Trademark, search, and you mm-hmm. can do some searching. See if there's an exact match. That does not put you in the clear, but it gives you an idea. If you see that there's 50 people yeah. and you click on some of those, and man, does that sound like it's like somebody else in your space, then, yeah. then avoid that. When you get it down to where you think, man, I, I've got two or three of these and I don't see a lot of trademarks around them. Um, this is looking pretty good. I would I would Google it next. Google does not get you in the free and clear, but my goodness, if somebody was... It lit- definitely helps. Yes. If they're litigious and all about their brand and I'm so happy, they're probably going to show up in the first two to three pages. Mm-hmm. So I would Google it. The other thing about this is it gives you a sense of what we call white space. And I, we didn't coin the term. But white space is just that ability, just like in an ad, mm-hmm. you'd want space around the headline and space around the body copy so I could really see what you're saying. Yeah. White space is a unique name so that when I think of you, I think of you and exclusively you yes. versus... And when you when I Google you, when also I Google when I are trying to find you, yes. like I'm actually going to find you, right? Versus ten of you. And we have that in our own industry, don't we, Liz? I mean, yeah. there's about half of the people in our industry because they do naming have the word naming in there, right? So ironically, naming firms sometimes struggle with this. Is it'll be you know, I'll just make some up. Then you know, the name, the naming people, the name gamers, the name yeah. associates, the name, and all of a sudden now. You're trying to remember a naming company right. of the 50 names. Yeah. So you, you want to create something very differentiated, I would think, um, and and very memorable. That's called putting white space around it. Then I would recommend that you go and get a, a comprehensive trademark search. Uh, kind of an inexpensive way to start off is to just go to Trademark Express, tmexpress.com. Anywhere 300 to $800, they'll do just this incredible search, 60, 80 pages, and they'll kind of highlight whether it's, you know, is it is it in red? If it's red, you're dead. Uh, <laughs> don't do it. Warning, Will Robinson. 
So you want to avoid that. So they will help you, and then they can even even put you in touch with a lawyer. I always recommend you use your own counsel when you finally get down to your name. They're the ones that are going to be in communication right. long after the name's gone. If you and have one. If start. you have one, but but try to run it through your own counsel. Definitely file a trademark. Um, if So ping the name by those. The last step, ping the name with those who truly understand what your brand criteria are and evaluate it. By people who get what you're on task to do, mm-hmm. right? Yeah, Go by pick what, the right people. Pick the right people who understand what you're trying to do and create context. So I would say if I wanted to create a name that reflected our ability to create clear, compelling brand names that create insight, what do you think about the name Tungsten? Now I have given them my criteria and they would mm-hmm. go, oh, I guess that would, or I don't get it, or I don't understand the metal and the light bulb thing. I would get, but if I said, what do you think about the word Tungsten? Then you get like, I don't There's know. There's no context. I don't know what you mean. Is, uh, so you create the context based on your brand criteria and you do it. Mm-hmm. Finally, you pick a winner. You only need an, a one-putt name, we say. You don't need a hole-in-one. You'd, you'd stand there for 50 years at the hole, teeing off if you're trying to land the ball in the hole. You need a name that lands close to the pin so that when someone says, it sounds like you're blank, you go, absolutely, yes, you're right. That's it. There are no perfect names. There are no perfect brand names. There are just brand names that are perfect for you. Right. It's you taking the name, owning it, and running with it that really makes a difference. And you're able to then grow that brand, grow the story, grow the platform, and create something unique and memorable for your new startup business. So be sure to go to tungstenbranding.com, click Insights. And if you want to really bone up on all of this, we've got the podcasts, we've got the lots of articles. Lots of articles. A whole kind of tutorial thing. And that a you can video do. library of some presentations that you've yes, as well. Yes, video the library for all of us here. I want to thank this week's new sponsor, Jeff at Triple Twenty. He's the guy if you want to increase sales. I mentioned Tungsten. Get a free twenty-minute evaluation of your sales processes. And join us next week as we continue the journey towards our PhD in brilliant branding. Liz, it's been a pleasure this week. And always. Always, and we look forward to speaking to you, to you next week, 12 noon Eastern, 9 Pacific. Pacific. Thank you for listening to Brilliant Branding. Please join host Phil Davis and co-host Liz Heemstra for another edition of the program next Thursday at 9 a.m. Pacific Time, 12 noon Eastern Time on the Voice America Business Channel. Until then, stay brilliant. Brilliant.